As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. There was a story the other day. I, I liked this story because, you know, when research is done into certain things, you, you, you kind of, I never thought about that. Talented young girls in school, they often get overlooked. You know, we hear about, oh, such and such was a, a boy prodigy. He was a really bright lad. We don't hear about the, the girls who were just as bright and just as talented. And you wonder why. It's because they're being overlooked. They're beavering away, doing their thing, being good, being great, being genius. It's not that. But <laughs> some fella is acting the mick in the next in the next row of desks and, and he gets all the attention so so her talent doesn't get spotted. That seems to have come from a major piece of research um, conducted by uh, DCU, Dr. Colm O'Reilly. Good morning. It's an interesting one. I wouldn't have thought that. The attention is taken away from the bright girls by the naughty boys. Yeah, unfortunately, it's kind of one of these gender stereotypes that really lives up to its expectations. You know, teachers often leave girls to their own devices in relation to that, where they can uh, be socially more adapted. And uh, then they, the boys who are bored or find that they want to be disruptive, they might be the ones that the teachers will put forward just to give themselves an easier life, I assume, you know. Tell me about the the, the, the survey. How did you... How was that conducted? Yeah, so look, we, we run a centre up here in Dublin City University for high ability students. We also have actually uh, classes in UCC too. So, um, And we'd have about 5,000 students a year and we were just looking at like, you know, the profile or the makeup of the students. And obviously at secondary school, there's a, you know, a higher proportion of female students, as you'd expect, because they perform much better in exams and state exams and things like that. But we were looking at primary school that statistics were really really surprising like at six and seven year olds it's 80 percent males at eight to 12 year old it's 65 to 70 percent males and that just doesn't kind of add up in relation to the fact that exactly as you were saying earlier there's very talented girls out there who are not being put forward either by their teachers or also by their parents in that regard so we're really surprised at that and kind of looking at ways to kind of uh, improve that situation because as you said there's a lot of very smart girls out there who don't seem to be identified and i think it's a it's a shame really because they're not put forward for courses like engineering or science courses or computer courses and i think that's at the detriment of of those industries because you've got some girls schools in particular where the subjects that lead into medicine or you know the high level sciences they don't get taught 
Yeah, yeah, like like that that particularly higher level maths that that was a problem definitely a few years ago in relation to that. But but even it's even the availability or accessibility of the subject is one thing. It's really the prevailing attitudes related. To, it's kind of what you were saying, the boy genius or the professor that we always think of as a male, the science and engineering computer boffin who's always a somebody who is a boy in that regard and that that really does influence our choices related to who we nominate for programs and things like this. Mm. Sure what was very interesting actually Colm in the context of Covid over the last number of years and and we were very conscious here of getting a wide variety of expert voices on every element of the pandemic. The number of women in Irish universities alone, Irish academia and medicine who rose to prominence these were gifted young girls in their time. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, like you look at DCUE, Professor Christine Osher here, yeah. the um, immunologist. A regular expert on the program. And, and brilliant, absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah, and again, a huge advocate for women in STEM in relation to that. But I, I think that, you know, we need to go even further beyond that because like, she's obviously a career role model for somebody later in life. But I think it's like we need to do more stuff for kids, which is more accessible to them at primary school where they see people who, you know, they can aspire towards or they're even nominated or put forward for programs. I think that the problem is, is that if you have like, say, and look, this happens in our centre too, so I'm not, I'm not saying we have all the solutions but yeah. like if you, if you have a course in engineering for example the chances are at 8 to 12 there'll be 17 boys in that class and maybe one girl and that's very intimidating for that particular girl in the context that maybe the boys might exclude her slightly obviously we wouldn't encourage that to happen but you know we're, we're trying to balance like the child's academic development with their social development and if they're in a situation where you know there's 17 boys and she's in She's the only girl there. She's definitely going to feel a little bit out of place. Whereas the ideal, what we want is nine and nine or mm. in a 20 class, 10 and 10 in, in that context. But we're just not getting the numbers of people, you know, within those categories applying for these courses or being put forward. And I, I really would like to raise awareness for people to, to do that because I think it's, you know, the problem is, is that these things set in early on and then laterally, exactly as you're saying, the choices then are, oh, you'll be much better in the humanities or you'll do better in these type of subjects, whereas yeah. they equally would be capable of doing perfectly well in computers and engineering style courses, you know. I guess every parent, it's it's only human to think that every parent will believe that their little Johnny or little Mary is the brightest <laughs> child in the world, but there are certain traits that begin to show at a young age. Yeah, I think that definitely, you know, um, advanced vocabulary is probably the most common one, you know. I think that reading is one thing, but reading is a skill that we learn, you know. Um, advanced vocabulary is an innate skill, it's what we pick up, and that's definitely something. Now, that sometimes can be hard to identify at home, because you might be in living in a house where everybody chats and talks all the time, so it's, it doesn't feel out of the ordinary that yeah. your child is very good in relation to that. And girls particularly excel in these areas. Because some Whereas, kids, like, call them know, who are surrounded by adults, you know, they'll pick up at it because kids, they soak up language like a yes. sponge. So if they're surrounded by a lot of adults, they'll start talking like an adult. Yes. And, and this then can cause them problems in school, you know, because they can then say, for example, start school. They'll start using the vocabulary that they're used to using at home and people will look at them and go, I don't understand what they're talking about. And automatically they're in a situation where they can feel isolated and really what tends to happen is the ones who are good adapters are the ones who 
will just dumb down their vocabulary really and settle in with the other students in that context. Whereas others who will be incapable of doing that will bring further kind of attention onto themselves, but further away from the group. And I think that that can be detrimental to them. So I think that what we're really trying to do is we want everybody to fulfill their potential and feel like it's normal to be able to chat about things that they're interested in with other people who are capable of doing that. But sometimes you need specific environments for that to happen in relation to that. And coming back to where we started with this, the proof of the pudding is that girls can be, they are, they're for, far more likely to get top marks in the leaving and huge numbers of them are going into medicine and law, even though they may not have been spotted in the first place. So they're out there, we just need to spot them and nurture them. Yes, and I think though that the problem there is that they're going to medicine and law, which is a good thing. But the problem is they're not going to computer science and engineering right. and are. biotechnology and subjects like that where they can make huge impacts in relation to particularly, as you mentioned, COVID and society as it is now. They're not being put forward for those um, courses. It's the high ability on medicine. It's high points. I'll put you into that. You, know, you don't want to do engineering. It'll all be boys, for example. There you so go. they're the mindsets that we need to change and Exactly. The thing that the worrying trend is that if that's happening at six and seven, where we're completely over dominated by male students in these type of programs, then unfortunately that trend's going to continue unless we look at it um, and intervene better at an earlier age, I think, to normalize the idea that girls should do engineering or computer science courses. Okay, good to speak with you on the opinion line. Dr. Cullum O'Reilly, the director of DCU's Centre for Talented Youth in Ireland. Quartz 96 FM. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.